Welcome to Food Friends. I'm Carrie. And I'm Sonia. We met in Los Angeles over 15 years ago as private chefs and haven't stopped talking about food since. We created Food Friends to share our stories and recipes with each other and you. We're so glad you're here. This week is such a special episode. I'm so excited to share it with all of you. I finally get to see Carrie in person and so much happens. We had the best time in Los Angeles together and we're going to talk about all the things that I brought when I came to visit Carrie and all the ways in which Carrie hosted me so generously and so thoughtfully. We'll share our favorite places that we went out to eat at and all the things we did and we're just really talking about what it means to be a guest and what it means to be a host, especially when you're a guest or a host of someone you love. And thank you all for your messages. Thank you to our new listeners. Thank you for those beautiful reviews and for following us on Instagram at foodfriendspod. We love connecting with you, so definitely reach out if you have a cooking question for us. Stay tuned for more, and thanks so much for listening. We're together. We're together. We're in, the in same Los place. Angeles. <laughs> oh my goodness. We normally record this on a, a platform, Zencaster, where we can see each other. Yeah. But I do it from Portland and you do it from Los Angeles. And it was time for me to visit. Yeah. It was time to visit. And now we're sitting next to each other. And it's how pretty fun. amazing. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. So we talked about how we were going to share our preparation for yes. for seeing one another. Yes. Do you want to go first or do you want me to go? First? I mean, it's hard to know where to start because I think there's the thing about being a host to someone you love. And then there's the part about being a guest in yeah. someone's home. And I think both like you and I both think a lot about either thing when we're going to visit or when we're having someone visit us. So, But I, I think there's a question that we yeah. can just start with, which is, did you bring your famous chocolate chip cookies to I, my house? And I can say the answer is yes. So yes. Um, <laughs> if, if you remember in our first ever episode of Food Friends, we talked all about chocolate chip cookies. And I revealed to Carrie how long I've been working on my chocolate chip cookie recipes. I had never tried your, I had, I had tried different versions of your chocolate chip cookies, but I had never tried the version that made you kind of famous in Portland (laughs) for your chocolate chip cookies. Because when I came to visit you there, you hadn't opened up your restaurant yet. And I didn't make it during the year restaurant was opened right before the pandemic and then it closed. And so when we had this conversation, it was a real revelation to me, even though I know you so well, how much you knew about chocolate chip cookies. So when you arrived at my house, you hand me this container of like a stack of chocolate chip cookies. And the first thing I did was rip it open and eat one. Like the second I walk in there. And also like I had to give it to you right away. Like I couldn't wait. And also I had to time when I baked it. So I had, because I was like, all right, I'm leaving on an early flight. I'm not going to be able to bake it off the same day, which is ideal. And so, you know, me and then I'm like, but I want Carrie to have the best version of this. Also, I was like out of milk chocolate. So I substituted some other chocolates that I had figured out how to stack them in a way that they- It was so beautifully (laughs) stacked in like a deli container. Yeah. So parchment paper. Yeah. Yeah. With parchment paper. So I ripped it open. I took a bite. And it was exactly as you describe in that episode where it's crispy on the outside and very soft in the middle. And what I would actually say is it's kind of the best of all the cookie experiences. I got to eat a cookie, but the middle is so doughy. It's almost like, you know, when you make a batch of chocolate chip cookies and you 
have like a cup, a little bite of the dough. And it's so, you know, it's, it's got like the sugar grains in it. Yeah. And it was just so delicious. Um, oh, I'm just so happy you liked it. Cause I know that your preference are the cookies straight from the freezer Yes, that are crispy and a little different than mine. So it's really nice that you liked it and it worked out. The the other thing <laughs> that I'm confessing now, by the time that we air this, they will be gone. But I did take that container of chocolate chip cookies and I hid them from my family because those are for me. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was asking, I was like, did James, your husband, try the cookies? Did Mac, your child, try no, the cookies? <laughs> I hid them in the freezer and I covered them with a pack of blueberries so they couldn't find them. <laughs> Because those are for me and the Girl Scouts are out. And so I went and bought some Girl Scout cookies from my lovely neighbors. And there's like eight boxes of Girl Scout cookies and they can eat those. And then they won't it's even It's a good notice. strategy. Divert them. with yes. the I won't tell anyone that. I guess James will hear this. He'll hear this. Sorry, James. But then, by really the time sorry. he hears it, it'll be gone. <laughs> Next time I visit, I'll bring you cookies. Yeah. And so then there was this other thing that I brought because I wasn't planning to bring it. So I, I before I came to visit you since we're starting with that, I was thinking, I want to bring Carrie a food gift. I want to bring her a gift because she's being so kind and generous and hosting me in her home. And like, it's a thing to host someone. I know like you want to host me, but I also want to acknowledge that, you know, it's, it's You're special. The best guest. <laughs> Just having you is so nice. So yeah. So I was out and about and I had already before I knew I was going to bring the cookies and I want to bring a few other things. And Carrie loves pistachios. And we both share a love of milk chocolate. And I found this very special chocolate that's a pistachio milk chocolate bar from it's Italy. so good. And then I found, we've been talking a lot about chili oil. If you've been listening to some of our episodes, especially yes. the meatless meals, we talk yes. a lot about chili oil. And so I found this amazing chili oil that I knew about that's actually called Carrie Carrie. It might and be it's pronounced. spelled my yeah. name. It might be pronounced differently, yeah. but it is spelled K-A-R-I, which is very cool. So that was really fun. But Thank then you. right before coming here, I it, so basically a friend of ours had gifted us a Hubbard squash, which is kind of a bluish giant squash. It's so big. You have to smash it. Wait, who are it. friends that give you a Hubbard squash? I'm <laughs> so curious. <laughs> Our friends, uh, Nancy and Joey, they live from outside of Eugene. Wait, did they grow the they squash? They grow the squash. They grow, they have an enormous garden. It's incredible. Oh. And this year, Joey grew Hubbard squash. He I would never... have be friends with them. Yes, you'll definitely be friends with them. We'll make a pilgrimage there. And so he had this 30 pound squash and he was like, do you want this squash? And because it was a Hubbard squash, I had, I knew I had to get it. Even though kind of honestly, a big 30 pound squash That's is not a lot of it's squash. a lot. You have to process it and deal with it. It's How a, do you cut a covered squash? You can't. You was Jonathan took it and you he, can't. It's like it was this I literally had to put it in a safety belt in the car. Like I buckled <laughs> I buckled the squash up. It's like a well, small did you take a dog. picture? Yeah, I'll post it. Oh a photo. my gosh. And so it, it was huge. And Jonathan smashed it on the sidewalk outside Wait, of the house. Wait, what do you mean he smashed it on the he sidewalk? He lifted it up and he threw it down on the Till sidewalk. Till it broke? Are you serious? And then it breaks into like 20 <clears throat> pieces. And then I washed everything really well, obviously. And then it gets cooked anyway because you're not eating it raw. Wait, um, I will say, I have yeah. a, can I just like stop you for one yes. second? I have a friend who told, she confessed to me one time. She said, you know, I tried to make a squash and she said, I stuck my knife in and it got stuck. And she goes, and I had to throw the knife away. 
Oh my God. Like she couldn't get her knife out. She should have then smashed it on the ground. Yeah, she should have. But I have felt that in times when I'm trying to cut through like a really tough pumpkin or like a kabocha or something. Yeah. And I always think of her and how she was like so mad that she, and I think it was before (laughs) she had like really nice knives. It was maybe not the sharpest knife or, you know, I don't remember the details of the story, but I think it's, it's so funny to think about this need to like throw a squash on the ground till it breaks. Yes. Because you're not going to, I, that's why it was, it really just broke into giant chunks. It wasn't like it shattered into little pieces. It was like, right. It was right. perfect size chunks. 30 pounds. That's bigger than my dog. Yes. It's bigger than a dog. <laughs> I'm trying to explain. It's a giant, there's no cutting board it could sit on. Oh my god! It's like something you see at the state fair. It wow. was a big squash. So when he said Hubbard squash, the reason I knew I had to take it is because my grandmother who is no longer with us, but was a big, influence on my life and I was very close to her. She always made this one recipe with Hubbard squash and it had to be Hubbard, none other. And at the grocery store in Seattle, you used to be able to get chunks of Hubbard Hubbard squash. Oh, so you she can would, just buy, you don't yes, have to commit to 30 pounds. Exactly. You can just get like a, you got like a, a hunk a, of it, two pounds or a pound right. and it would be wrapped in plastic wrap. It was oh, like, wow. and like when you can buy like a watermelon, like yes, a half a watermelon exactly. or something like that. Okay. So that's, it, it right. was very seasonal. And so she made something, she made piroshki, which are like a Russian pastry with this Hubbard squash and her piroshki are very different than many other people's, but this is just what she called it. And it's a, like, it's a dessert. It's a sweet dish. Like a pumpkin pie is uses a vegetable and makes something sweet, but it's not too sweet. My grandmother didn't have a lot of recipes, you know, like. Because the way she cooked was just by feel, right? right? And she taught you how to cook based on the way a lot of people learn how to cook is just like watching the what's happening in the kitchen. Exactly. And so this was one of the few things I knew I had to write down word for word. I did. Came, it was it because you just loved it when you were a kid? Like why I was loved it? Why it. did you feel so connected to this recipe? I really loved it. It was seasonal. So she only made it a couple times a year. Right. Right. And so it like marked a certain amount, certain time of the year. And I've never, ever seen another human being make this recipe. It may, it may, she may have gotten it from someone, wow. but because I've never encountered it in any restaurant, any market, anywhere in the world, I was like, I have to record this. So the only I, source is, yeah. was your grandmother. So I watched her make the whole thing. I wrote copious notes and it just sat in this notebook for 10 years. I just never made it. I don't know what, maybe because I also didn't encounter the squash, but you know how it goes. So when I got the squash, I was like, it's time. I have to go find that recipe. And I did. And I followed it like to the T and it tastes just like what she made. So oh I'm going to put, gosh. I have photos. I have the recipe written down. I'm going to share it. And but that's what you brought to I me. Brought, we when, haven't tried it yet. And we haven't it. had it yet. But, and you, and it, you did mention when you were sharing it with me that it was this recipe that you had recorded from your grandma and that you've had the recipe for a long time, but I don't think I realized you've literally never tasted it outside of your grandmother's kitchen, which Ever. I think is like such a, that's such a strong taste memory, right? So yeah. And I made it a little bit before it came down, but I thought when I made it, I was like, how can I have Carrie try this? Cause I knew the trip was coming up. Right. So I froze it. We'll see how it does defrosted. I think it will still be great warmed up in the oven. Again, coming to visit you as a guest, yeah. what I was thinking so if we're going back to this is I, I really try to think if I'm going to someone's home, like, is there some, a food experience I could share with them? Mm-hmm. Is there something that we both love that I could bring them? Is there something that I make that they want me to bring? Yeah. And, That's or so is nice. there just something special that just a token? Cause it doesn't have to be something 
outrageously expensive. Those yeah, little that's such things. a thought. That's such a thoughtful thing. I mean, just the you know being given this Hubbard swatch, like it was like meant to come in your, into yes. your path in yes. some ways, right? Like totally. Um, and then for you to connect that to your grandmother, and then to bring it on the trip. I mean, I similarly have been anticipating your yes. arrival and um and thinking about how we're going to spend our time together. And, you know, one of the things that you said, I was listening to this episode the other day in, in our, like, how did we become private chefs? I really reacted so strongly to you describing your first client, how you would cook for them. And you would also arrange flowers for them. And I was like, oh my God, I want Sonia to cook for me and arrange flowers <laughs> in my house and then stay for dinner. And then the thought of you coming, it really, I thought I'm going to get her some flowers and arrange them and put them in guest bedroom. Wait, you are the most incredible, thoughtful host. I had, I am learning how to be a better host. Stop. Yes, I am. I am learning how to be a better host by staying in your home. Like Carrie, not only bought beautiful, you know, dusty pink roses. They're so gorgeous. (laughs) Well, they just happened to be, they, I bought them at the farmer's market and I was, everyone was ooing and eyeing over there. They're They're so so beautiful. And they're like arranged in a picture. (laughs) And there's like a beautiful, the guest room has a beautiful large bed with very cozy pillows and enough blankets. Like you can tell you thought like, will she be cold? Will she need an extra blanket? Will it be too much? There's like layers. And then the little things like Carrie, before my first night, she's like, oh, let me fill a jug of water so you can have this beautiful jug of water by your bedside. And these are the little touches that make like at my house, my office is also our guest room. And so, you know, not everyone has like a dedicated guest yeah, room, right? Yes. I mean, I've only had a guest room for a couple of years. Sure. I, I have always lived in a really small space and it, it's really sweet of you to kind of note, you know, the the, the big bed and all the, the, the pillows and things, because I think we talked about in our family was just, you know, now that we do have a guest room, you know, the people who stay in our guest room are the people who we love the most, you know, the my parents were just here. As you know, my parents had just come to visit us and my father-in-law has stayed with us. And we have a lot of friends who come and stay. And so we really wanted to invest in that space because the truth is, is like having people sit at my kitchen table and drink coffee with me and hang out with Mac and build Legos and, and do all the things that are a part of our everyday life. You know, I want my friends and family to be really comfortable in that space. So in fact, to your point, so we, 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 I, when I arrived, I brought, I gave you the cookies right at the yes, gate. You yes, bought, you took a cookie do, right yes. away. And then we had to go out the door to pick up Mac from school so we could spend time together. I wanted to join you. And then we got back. You were like, what can I get you? Can I get you tea? Can I get you water? And then and then I revealed that it, because my parents yes. had come to visit, my mother had brought her giant bag, her carry-on bag that has so much food in it. And, and one of the things that she brought was a giant container of Chex Mix. Which I had been dying. <laughs> I saved. I did save a little. I did, There wasn't very much left. There was, plenty, there was enough for us to have a snack. There was plenty left. Yes. There was more than enough. We talked about the Chex Mix in our party snacks episode, and yes. I haven't been able to stop thinking about it since. And I've just, I was like, what, how do I get my hands on Carrie's mom and dad's Chex Mix? Well, and I and mentioned it, was, it to my mom a couple of times. I was yeah. like, you know, mom, when I talked about Chex Mix on the podcast, Sonia was saying like, can you bring some to her, send some to her? And <laughs> and I thought my mom would be like, sure, I'll do that. And then I think this was her version of it. She just like brought, she brought an inordinate amount. Like there were so many. And the, the very cute things that, that she did this time, she put heart-shaped 
Cheerios in it. I don't know if it's because it's like around Valentine's Day or like why the Cheerios are shaped like hearts. It was like especially cute this time. Yes. So my review of the Chex Mix is it exceeded my expectations (laughs) and it was, it was definitely snappy exactly as you described. It was like the Worcestershire. You can really taste the Worcestershire. I love the wheat checks. Yeah. I love the contracts of which all she this doesn't thing. usually put wheat checks in. I'm. I, I think she it. did because I told her how much I love the wheat checks. It's so yeah. good. There was yeah. crispix. There's wheat checks. There's corn checks. There's rice checks. And they put cashews in, I, which is like an, a more recent addition. I wasn't even hungry, and I couldn't stop eating it. It's the kind of thing where you would could easily eat three bowls and not yeah. notice. Well, I ate two <laughs> <laughs> after I ate that giant cookie. It was such a sweet welcome to like the first moments of this visit to exchange these two things we both never tried it was really special it was very special and then I also wanted to share one of because I was of course thinking about your arrival and I was thinking about you know the things that you like the the things that you like to eat and one of the things that James and I have been doing on the weekends um, is cooking together because our life has gotten a lot busier since the pandemic and things are opening up and so I just don't have as much time to cook during the week so we're cooking on like Saturday afternoon or Sunday afternoon and one of the things that I find that's great to make is a soup because it's easy to reheat and so I've been looking into my soup cookbooks and I found a recipe for pickle soup yes and when I looked at it from that book love soup yeah so it's from this this cookbook that I really love called love soup and you know I just think the name pickle soup was like it just piqued my interest but love about this author is that she, she really kind of tells stories behind every soup that she makes and she actually used to make this soup for her mother who I think had like eastern European roots yeah and she really loves the flavors of dill yeah which is something I know that you really <laughs> love and she made this soup for her mom when she was like sort of older and didn't have as much of an appetite and her mom just always really liked it and what I find so so fascinating about this cookbook too is that the soups are so hearty and so this soup is to sort of go back to even like the pickle piece is like you just chop up pickles into really small they're really pretty minced and so you don't actually taste pickles but in it's the soup. like a mushroom barley yes. soup it's like a mushroom barley soup with tons pickles. of veg- and and yeah. you know what else is in it too turnips of course there are and we <laughs> had to look around at the farmer's market we got a little there a little late and yeah. like, like we went to four stands to and try to find to turnips. try to find turnips and everyone kept saying we had them this morning but we sold out and then as we were leaving we were standing in line and Matt goes what are these and it was the last bunch of turnips oh my gosh how special yeah I haven't gone to try it yet again this is how thoughtful you are you're like I know Sonia might have plans. I know she might. Well, be you know, doing so, so you know so many people. I mean, you've lived here. You lived here so for so. By many the years, way, so. I'm already. I apologize to everyone. <laughs> I haven't seen who's listening. I'm so sorry. The purpose of this trip is really to work with Carrie, and but one of my oldest friends who moved to Mexico City, I've known him since the first grade, happened to be here at the same yes. time. In the night that yeah. we made the pickle soup. The, the night the, that you the, had the pickle, pickle soup. soup. So we ate yeah. the pickle soup. And and I didn't eat it, but before I left for dinner, I sm- and by the way, I so wish I had eaten that soup. Yes. And yes. Eaten whatever I ate, ate that night, which was fine, but just not as good as the soup. We should have had Bernard over. We should That's have Bernard should have over. Yeah. But when I smelled the soup. You came and downstairs. The I came downstairs. It was like, my this smells like my grandmother's house because yeah. my grandmother, there's not any vegetable soup that she didn't make with dill those smells are like so tied to her and it was just even though I didn't eat it I felt like I had been nourished by it just by being around (laughs) the soup 
Well, it was, it was so thoughtful of you to be like, I don't know if she's even going to eat with us, but I'm going to make something special just in case. That's what I'm talking about in the hosting. And of course, like, it's not going to go to waste. You didn't make a time sensitive dish. That, no, yeah. no. But I think it really speaks to I feel like we're sort of beating this idea of food friends. When you have this conversation, people that you love, you know, things about them. I know that you love dill. I know yeah. that you love turnips. I know that we share this love of soup and broths. And this is a, a cookbook that I love a lot. And so I kind of went to that space. Part of why it's called Love Soup is because this woman wrote about how she just created soups for people that she loves. And she gathers people around like a soup pot. But you and know, you're touching on something really sweet and important here, which is I think there's this thing that we're both interested in, whether we're the host or the guest, which is a combination of can I introduce you to something that yes. I love? love, but also can I offer you something I know you're going to love Yes, if you've never had it? And it's it's like amazing that you found something that like straddles both. It's so thoughtful. I like a pickle, but I would never be like, oh, make this pickle soon. And and I think it was interesting when when you left to go to dinner, we sat down to eat dinner and I said to Mac, look, I made pickle soup. And he was like, ugh. (laughs) And then he (laughs) ate a bite of it and he was like, wow, this is really good. We all sat there and oohed and odd over it. And I think that's the thing that you're friends can introduce you to these flavors. I've never put a turnip in a soup before. I'm not connected to pickles and dill through my grandmother. I'm connected to those things through you. And because you were also a guest in our home and you're one of Mac's aunties, I'm curious if when he's an adult, if he smells that smell, will he be like, oh, I remember the time my Auntie Sonia came Uh and was here over my birthday weekend. Uh And we, you know, I think that's such an, that's how food connects us. It's so sweet. It's really special or is there some yes more? yeah there okay. is some more it does. so okay so the next thing though that I have to talk about with you is talked about like the being the guest and the arrival and the yes, hosting and yes. all the little touches and the way we're thinking about each other which of course just warms my heart but there's this also this piece where you and I've been like what are we going to eat together yes. once we're together which is such a debate oh my <laughs> god the so amount impossible. of debating I know totally because totally. there's so much to eat together we already know it's not going to be possible I've been sort of thinking about it James is, James even said anything where are you going to take Sonia? I was like, I don't know. I feel so stressed. I don't know where I want to eat with her. I could eat anything with you. I could eat only at home. I could. We could go out. But Can we talk about last night? Yeah, we have to talk about okay. last night. And by the way, can I tell you one of the greatest things about you being a host? I didn't have to decide where we eat. It's like, to me, it's such a gift to have someone else choose, especially in their city. Well, that's what happened when I went to Portland. We went to like nine places. I I can't, I feel like I kind of need you to, you know, I would have to go back through the pictures. The amount of food that we actually, the amount of places that we hit was was incredible. It was was incredible. And we we went to- yeah, and we went to your favorite pizza yes. joint. And oh yeah, we went to Ken's Artisan Pizza. Yes, oh my which gosh. was outrageous. It was so good. And we went yeah. to Maurice, which is one of my favorite places. Yes. So Carrie took me to Moza, which pizza, is Pizzeria Moza. Pizzeria Moza, yes. which is Nancy Silverton's restaurant. And it's where Carrie goes every year on her birthday. For my birthday. I like to sit at the pizza bar and we talked about that in our yeah. pizza episode. Now yes. that we're together, we're getting to yes. really like tie all these things together. So you so generously treated me to Pizzeria Moza. Yes. And we had such a special time. And one of the things that made it so special was Nancy Silverton was there. Yes. Nancy was there. I mean, we when we got into the car afterwards, we looked at each other and we said, was it, I mean, Moza's always it's so always good. It's always so good, but it felt like it was like especially good. It was good. next 
it was. level. It was. I was talking to Jonathan this morning. I was like, I that said the same meal thing to James. was so next level. Every bite was like a surprise. The most, you know, simple the, the thing. Pizza, the salad. Like, yeah. yeah the, the, like, salad, the yeah. salad was a surprise. Yes. It was so <laughs> many. You just said the salad was a surprise. <laughs> But it, it was. was. No, I agree. I agree. I don't. Was, how do they balance? And she it, she graciously was going around and talking yeah. to guests, and she happened to come to our table. She's lovely. She's so lovely. She was so lovely, so lovely yeah, and, and so kind yeah. and so gracious. It is always amazing. We took Mac there like a month ago or something, and finally took him to the pizza bar. So he's you know, we sat there and we watched the guys and we talked to them and they were lovely. And the guy who was doing the dough, I think he actually said he opened the restaurant with them. So he's stretching that dough for what, 15 years yeah. or something and always tasty. But yeah. I think the, Nancy, yeah. it, I, the only thing I can guess is that Nancy's presence last night just like really upped everyone's game. And, and it's, and, the, it's yeah. like the chemicals yeah. in the air. Well, even the hostess, when she sat down, yeah. she sat us down. She was actually very new there. She goes, well, yes. I'm actually new here. It's like everybody was really Really on the their service eight, their was eight perfect. Plus game. Can I talk about two things from last night that yeah. just like besides the fact that the salad was a surprise, <laughs> it was so fluffy. It was yes. so. We're gonna good. talk about the carrot. I don't like cooked carrot. Cooked carrots are so sad. In most iterations, I know that you don't. But I love cooked carrots. They the cooked carrots were a real revelation. Well, they're whole roasted and they're just like charred and they were meaty carrots. They were like big fat. It was carrots. a big carrot. Yeah, and it was so crusted in spices like plenty taste coriander i think fennel no but did you notice that sauce the white and, the white sauce it had yes, dill in it it, it was a dill. it was like a dill tzatziki kind yeah, of it was, a, very it was a yogurt yeah. dill sauce and dilly it was so good it was so good and then the pizza which is always good yeah but this pizza what's unique about it it has this incredible fluffiness to the crust yeah, like i don't know the what edges of do. the crust are very fluffy yeah. it's not it's too blistered because it comes out of the wood oven yeah and just the toppings cheese is outstanding. The leek, oh man, the leeks are buttery. They're like every ingredient was handled with love. Yeah, and then we kind of had a controversy at dessert because I always forget this. <laughs> oh, now you're really gonna out me? I'm on gonna this. out you. You're, this is what this podcast is about: is you outing me on all the things I actually don't like to eat. <laughs> like how when I reveal, I'm like, I actually don't really like beets. I really don't like these things. And you're like, wait, there's a lot of things I don't like, and I generally say I eat everything. You know, <laughs> it's not entirely fair because I. I really do like almost everything. And I do too. And I will generally, I don't ever admit most of these things to people because you're my old friend, you know, and you were just really, you were needling me last night about this. But I just, but you know, I say this with love and not judgment. (laughs) I I don't care what you like, but I'm always shocked when you don't like something. And I'm especially shocked if it's something I love. So I've known this for years, but it really came up last night because it hasn't come up recently, which is that you don't like Meyer Lemon. And I didn't actually realize that you knew I didn't like Meyer lemon have I said that? yes some moment in LA so, yeah. I was like because do, not put, Meyer Meyer Le- do not put yeah, yeah, Meyer yeah, yeah. lemon in that vinaigrette yeah, I don't yeah. like you were like I don't like Meyer lemon and I was like what are you talking about? How is it possible not oh to like God. Meyer lemons? And I'm not right. Your flavor, like, yes. it's so weird. I People love... love Meyer lemon. I don't know why. I just like my lemon to be really puckery. So it's not puckery enough for me. Here's what I'll say. I think you're exactly right that it should not be a lemon substitute. I think of it its own category. You, you're calling them apples and oranges. Yes, you're I'm... calling them Eureka lemons and Meyer lemons. <laughs> 
And like yuzu, you know, so oh, yeah. or lime. Yeah. I actually They're don't so think different. any of these yeah. are the same. I do think you can use them in lots of similar ways. Right. But if I want and sometimes lime, interchange them. Yeah. But not always. But sometimes when you need lime and you really need lime, yeah. a lemon's not gonna it's do. It's not gonna cut it. No, it's true. And so for me, a Meyer lemon is a Meyer lemon and it's used for Meyer lemon dishes. Right. right. Yeah. And I want that flavor to me, which is like a little floral, a little licorice. It's too floral for me. I that's think what, that's it what it is. It's the floralness. There's yeah. almost like a lavender note to yeah, it or something. Yeah. I know that's what bugs you about it. So on the dessert menu, there was this Meyer lemon tart. I don't know. Of. I just like blocked it out. <laughs> I just... And we got we got graciously sent this. Yeah, we, didn't, yes. we didn't choose we were, it yeah, because yes. Carrie doesn't like Meyer lemons, which yes. I was reminded of when we were ordering dessert. Right. And I was like, oh no, I can't try this thing that I really want to try. And then, but I mean, I wasn't like upset about it. Yeah, well, we there we were a table of four. We had yeah. we were also eating with some friends, so it wasn't just the two of us like totally. No, no. Out. Although we did totally <laughs> pick out. It was so we had so many great things. We had were the other on the it was the Meyer lemon tart. There was okay, so there was like a chocolate mousse type of thing with caramel, like a budino. Oh, or the something. budino. Yeah, there was a poached pear with like a brown butter. Wait, I didn't even taste that one. But then there's the gelato, and then and this were, is this is yes, my this is my excuse, like... which was like I was like, why don't we just get the trio of gelatos, which come in this beautiful footed bowl. And then there's always a giant pizzelle cookie that's yeah. like kind of stuck in the middle of it. And so you can get like the creamy, refreshing version of gelato and then a little bit of crispy cookie. To me, it's like the perfect ending to that meal. It is. And one of the flavors is butter pecan last night, it's which amazing. is like one of my all-time favorite ice creams, period. So for me, it was like, you want me to eat this Meyer lemon stuff when I could just have like this <laughs> salty, nutty cold ice cream uh, butter pecan so I was like don't even don't even push me there so the magic <laughs> of it was the Meyer lemon tart appeared on our table without our, yeah. us ordering it thank you so much Moza and Nancy yes. for sending that out and I'm not kidding Carrie when I think it's the best dessert I've ever eaten in my life no I swear to you after you just talked about how your grandmother would like make this Hubbard by the way how did your grandmother break a Hubbard squash that's a good she question she bought the chunks already okay, cut. okay. Yeah. all right um, and then my grandfather's job was the one to cut off the rind. Oh. She she would never do that. He would cut off the rind and then he would cut it to chunks and then she put it through the food processor. So it was a love. whole. Pro- it was they were so they were madly in love. Anyway, but anyway, you're willing to say that okay, the Meyer not, lemon can tart. Just, can we just like put, okay? Let's say the Meyer lemon tart in the category of restaurant desserts. Just restaurant desserts. For not you, homemade. it was the top. It will go down in history for me as one of the best things I've ever eaten in a restaurant. Wow. Wasn't I, I want to know why you liked it so much? Because I tasted it and was like, eh, nah. Okay. Let I'm like me. literally shook every time. <laughs> I just like, you know what? It's just so confusing. It was extremely thick. It was kind of mousse-like and gelato-like. I think it was a frozen custard filling. So it wasn't a tart at all. It was cookie graham crackery crust, but I don't think it was graham crackers. I think it was some kind of dark, not a speculoos, but something like that. Okay. A crumb crust that was so um, molasses-y. I and didn't even taste the crust. And it had this bright, citrusy, creamy, ice cream-like it filling. It was very like lemon curd, right? I mean, it, lemon curd is a certain puckery version of lemon, but it was was very thick. It was yeah. really like an ice cream pie. Yeah. And then it was topped with some kind of unsweetened cream, whipped cream or whipped mascarpone. Mm. And then it had handied lemon peels. It was, it it was, was outrageous. So, you loved it. I was so full at that point in the meal and I could not stop eating it. Well, I ate all of that butter <laughs> pecan ice cream. It was like, I just kept, you know, I was like, you can have your Meyer lemon. I'm so thrilled to have butter pecan ice cream. It just... 
so this just all makes me think of like, obviously I would have had a good time with you no matter what we were eating, no matter where we were. Yes. And so it was such a bonus though, to have this such a memorable meal. I will remember this meal for the rest of my life. It was really lovely. I was so relieved when we got into the car and you looked at me and you're like, wait, what what just happened? And I was like, look, I just ate here like three weeks ago and it was fantastic, but this was like next level. What we do have like kind of a, a we have a, a, well, we have a debate that's coming up when we finish this podcast. Well, there's a couple of more must-haves that we have to do together yes. as food friends. Yes. I haven't been back to the Hollywood Farmer's Market in Los oh, Angeles. Right. I used to go every single Sunday to that specific market when I lived here, and I haven't been back since I moved away. Yeah. And I yeah, so we're going to go Sunday morning I can together. literally cry yeah. thinking about it. Yeah. And I brought a big suitcase with me so that I could fill it. Take some of your dried, your favorite dried fruit back. No, I still dri- not start dried fruit. What are you taking back with I you? Need, I want to get avocados. I want to get citrus. Are they going to let you take those back? Checking a bag. Who's going to stop? I guess you can't take that kind not of co- stuff to another country. I'm in the United States. I know. I know. <laughs> Yeah. You can totally take citrus in your luggage. Why you can't? Can? Of course you can. Okay. Well, I didn't know. I don't. I the, I picked a bunch of citrus from my father-in-law's tree yesterday. I didn't tell you that I'm also taking back with oh me. He God, has two lemon that. trees, a Meyer lemon tree and a regular lemon tree. He can tree. keep his Meyer lemons. I was going to give you some Meyer lemons, and then I was like, oh, Carrie doesn't like Meyer lemons. Well, I have a, my neighbor lets me take lemons off their tree, which is really nice. I'm going to stock up on dates. I want yeah. some of the good dates. Those really good dates. I might right. get some dried fruit. We went to the Hollywood Farmer's Market last weekend, and I don't know why, Mac. Oh, I know what it is. We went to a, this little place near us, and they had a persimmon smoothie, which I think is brilliant. Persimmons are in season, but kind of going out of season. Yeah. One of the things that they're doing is they're cutting them up and freezing them and putting them into smoothies. That sounds so good. And so we had this persimmon smoothie, which I thought Mac was really going to be like a pistol about. And he drank the entire thing and then was like the next weekend, he goes, can we go back and get a persimmon smoothie? So now- Oh, can I try that? Yeah, we should go. We can go this weekend. Oh, I'm so excited. Um, I'm really- It's almost like pumpkin pie. Like I think that's what he really likes, pumpkin pie. And so warm flavors. I make a persimmon bread. Like, so what I do is when I have a bunch of persimmons, I also freeze it. I'll take the pulp and then I make persimmon bread. Oh, wow. Like, which is very much like pumpkin bread. Yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah, it's like a banana bread. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I think the sound of persimmon piqued his interest. So we went to that stand that we used to to always get dried fruit from. And I have that really strong memory of these tahini cookies that you made where you folded in. It was like bits of... Dried stone fruit. Yeah, the dried stone fruit. And you chopped them up so finely. And so it was this rich cookie that was slightly salty with these sweet, chewy pieces of fruit. Do you remember? My, that yes. is from the retreat. Yeah, and, and you know, the thing I can link that recipe for everyone because really? usually, yeah, because I feel like you came up with that off the cuff. I did, did. You develop it I later. Did. No, yeah, I developed it later because. I have a base tahini cookie recipe that I developed Mm -hmm. many, many years ago. And, you know, usually I put chocolate in it because that's the thing everyone does with tahini. But that one time with you, I was like, I think this tahini cookie would be really good with dried fruit. But you're right. I should get some fruit. I used to, as you know, shopped a lot at the, I still shop a lot at the Santa Monica Farmer's Market. And so there are, there are different vendors there. But whenever I go to Hollywood, I think of you because I know that you particularly like this farm's stone fruit. And we were walking by there last weekend and they had these dried persimmons and Mac wanted to try one. And I thought, 
he's not gonna like this. I don't know why I was so resistant to that. I know he likes the smoothie. He was like, yeah, I want this. And so then took the bag home. And he and loved he, it. He and I ate the entire bag on Tuesday after Taekwondo. Amazing. Like it was so- well, We'll have to try that too. We have to get, we have to get some of Which those. brings us to the next point. Okay, so we know we're gonna go to the farmer's market we're together. Gonna, yes. We have a yeah. big thing to figure out right now in this moment. And I think it's a perfect is, way yes. to sort of wrap this up. It's an embarrassment of riches. There's not enough time to eat all the yeah. things we wanna eat. Figure and, out where we're going for lunch. Yeah, we, every time I've visited in the past few years, we go to friends and family. Yeah, we ate that before we started our- That's we how recorded, we decided to make a podcast yeah. is there. And, and we I recorded, finally got you to agree. We ate, yes, we <laughs> ate there and then we tried our first episode. We like filled ourselves up with that amazing- That yogurt with the poached egg and the sourdough and there's olives. Yeah. It's a very unexpected dish. Yes. It's one of the, the best. And the pastries. We the ate pastries. so many pastries. This is a Roxana Julepet who wrote a beautiful cookbook on grains, yes. which I highly recommend, but also has the most wonderful bakery and cafe. I know I like love that place so much, but there's this spot that I noticed and I've been dying to try for months and it's called Bereka, I think. And they just make Berekas, which are basically like a Middle Eastern pastry and they're flaky pastry dough with savory fillings like yeah most of them are savory so, right yeah they're yeah. traditionally savory you know it could be like a feta kind of cheese or there's actually straight up cheese they have all kinds and apparently they sell out every day so i, mean, I don't clearly we're, need to go yeah clearly we're <laughs> pastry obsessed we love a good pastry. this is a this is a carb heavy weekend <laughs> totally, totally. we'll take a couple of walks it'll definitely be okay. been taking walks i remember we had to do that in when i was portland we kind of we, we had to, to take we a walk walked, between every restaurant between, yeah yes i remember we took a really when you came to visit, we, we had a dinner planned at a place that no longer exists. It was one of my favorite restaurants. But we had to walk like 40 minutes to get there. It was, or an yeah. hour. Yeah, it was and, so <laughs> and I locked, it was, this is a great little side note, but I locked Jonathan out of the house by oh, accident. Right. And so we arrived and I couldn't hear my phone on our walk. It was like in my back pocket on vibrate and I didn't hear it vibrate and we get to the restaurant and we're at the hostess stand and I see a note in Sharpie that says Sonia Jonathan is locked out of the house <laughs> and the owner she was laughing so hard when we she's like you're Sonia your husband called <laughs> And we're just like wandering yeah. through like the Portland Spring streets and the birds are singing and we're like trying to get up our appetite to have another meal. Together. To have yet another we, meal. <laughs> totally, totally. Well, let's go repeat well, that right now. Yes. We'll have to share with our listeners where we ended up having lunch today, but this has been Definitely. really like such a nice trip down memory lane and it's so nice to have you here. Oh, and... thank you so much for having me. I yeah. feel so well taken care of. I just love being in your home. If any of you get a chance to be in Carrie's home, it's real treat. <laughs> I'm going to be running a bed and breakfast. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, okay. Thanks for being our food friend. If you enjoyed our podcast, please subscribe, leave us a review and share this episode with friends. We love hearing from you. So follow us on Instagram or drop us a line at foodfriendspodcast.com. Yes, we'd love to hear from you and your food friends. Happy cooking and eating.